This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome, Sarah, particularly today focusing on really discussing your latest article on talenttalks.net titled Organization Inertia, when we just can't seem to change. So thank you so much for joining us and, and being with us today. Thank you, Karen. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So I really enjoyed your article. You know, inertia just seems so descriptive of where we as individuals and, and organizations are at the moment. How would you describe this inertia? What are we seeing in organizations or how is this playing out? What I'm seeing in organizations is this really inter- interesting contradiction at the moment where, for example, one financial services firm has such a clear vision of transformation of how they would like their organization to be in the future, but they are staying in the current patterns. So whereas they can articulate, they have a strategy, they have a clear even budget and plan to change, the current patterns remain stuck. So the inertia is this tension between remaining in patterns that we even know can't sustain themselves, but simply unable to take that leap of faith to step into the future trajectory. And that causes stress and it causes anxiety but that inertia is quite stuck. It's that stuckness, it's that liminality where I'm not in the old state. I can see the new state, but I can't quite take that step into the future. And this is fascinating because we're in a time of COVID and change where there have been such examples of change, even in these organizations. And that's the contradiction because they've experienced stepping up to COVID, changing systems, meeting customer demands. But when it takes to changing the whole organization, the systems, the way of working permanently, there's that inertia to not quite move and transform the whole organization. So somehow we can live with pockets of it, but on the whole, we're remaining with that current pattern. Do you think that this is a problem that's going to be long lasting or do you think that's just maybe a a result of where we are where we're just we're just tired. Our resilience is just spent. You know, maybe there's just no more appetite for for change um as such or or do you think this is longer lasting and almost an unwillingness or you know this lack of interest in changing things for the long haul? I would have hoped that it is exhaustion and fatigue with change. But the business forces compelling organizations to change are clear with customer demands changing, with digital transformation stretching. And the organizations are already on that, have experienced it on that trajectory of change, but somehow almost is taking more energy to stay in the current pattern than to simply continue on that path that they've identified. And I don't think it's a lack of willingness, willingness. I think we have a a misunderstanding, an inherent misunderstanding of resistance to change. We may be fatigued, but we can see the future, but we're not changing. So I believe it's a bigger systemic pressure. It's a bigger organizational systemic pattern that is keeping us in the current way of working. 
So I may be tired. I can see a future. I may even want to change because I can see that I need to because of where the market's going, because actually my way of working will be easier if all my processes are automated and they're freeing up time. For example, in one of the organizations, they identified that they saved through one process being automated four hours a day. So for each expert in that field, imagine gaining four hours a day because the system does it or this particular process automatically. So I can even see the benefits. I'm not resisting it. But when it comes to automating that entire function so I can free up people to focus on customer centricity, the system's keeping it together. What do I mean? So that's where I can talk more about what others that immunity to change, I can talk about that board and executive level uh, inherent self-interest to because the metrics are keeping us in the current patterns, because the pressures to perform in immediate short term suit the current patterns. And it's somehow, are we willing to take that gap where we may have lower results in order to get better performance in the long run? And that pressure remains uh, keeping us inert. So we have this immediate need to perform as a board. We have short-term metrics against current performance measures. But if we're going to step into the future, all of that changes. But of course, there will be a period where there may be a a dip in performance metrics, um, where we may be adjusting to new systems, where we may be learning new skills, like with COVID when we worked from home. There was an adjustment period, but in the end, it became easier. So we've spoken a little bit of the impact that this will have, but what is the longer lasting? So what if we don't move? What if we just stay here? What happens then? Well, this is the interesting thing because we know the pace of change is faster than we're changing as organizations. Let's think of it even as an individual. And I can speak of this (laughs) being an ex-smoker myself. But when I was smoking, I knew it was bad for me. But I carried on smoking for various reasons. And I got to understand what those were. The same with uh, bad patterns of not exercising or going to gym. So in the um, immediate situation, we have uh, gratification. We have maybe an instant boost of oxytocin. But in the long term, of course, the pattern is going to be damaging to myself, to uh, people around me and the like. So this is the same with organizations. It's inevitable that uh, competitors are going to come in from unexpected quarters, that new innovations are going to outpace our products and services, that talent will move to the more engaging modern organizations, that we will uh, have outdated skills and it becomes harder and harder to catch up in terms of where new organizations and new competitors are coming in. The profile of customers are changing. The global dynamics are changing. We'll lose customers, talent, staff, uh, and it's just harder and harder to catch up. And then we don't even become a good option to acquire, uh, even though we may have had a majority market share for a long time. And so we can understand that decline is inevitable, but still the current systems almost keep us in the same patterns. And this is where we really need to consider how can we enable action? How couldn't we free up those possibilities in parallel? And that's really hard for leaders to manage meeting the current huge pressure from stakeholders and shareholders. And at the same time, to be transforming the organization, pivoting the organization, reinventing the organization. It's a huge challenge to be managing that uh, in parallel. And that ambidextrous leadership is really a, a difficult skill to juggle for everybody. So even when I was working quite a bit with scenarios, we can see that the future may not look positive. We may 
may know that, the inevitable decline, but we are, remain on a current path that actually may lead to our ultimate demise as a country or a sector or uh, organization. And I'm not talking, uh, it sounds like I'm generalizing. There are many organizations that have made fantastic transitions and are really have been able to leap into future patterns. But this has really surprised me, the amount of organizations that I've seen that are really feeling that inertia and inability to step into a new way. Going back to your analogy, I suppose it's still, you know, as an ex-smoker myself, and I still see people standing <laughs> yeah. covered by buildings. Yes. <laughs> Having yeah. never made that leap and obviously feeling much better. Yeah. Um, no, that's behind me. But um, essentially, so it's it's definitely not an easy place for organisations to be in. I mean, to to move so many people forward is is really a challenge and a struggle. How do leaders deal with this? How do we pull people out of this? How do we pull organizations out of this inertia? The first, I believe, is to really understand what is going on in that organization. So to really, instead of judging or denying or not facing into that inertia, to really be curious about it, to really understand what are the heuristics, what are the assumptions, what are the metrics, what are the levers that keep the organization in those patterns. That's harder said than done. You know, it's hard to face up to to that reality when we we are often in a position trying to convince our shareholders and stakeholders that we're in a good state. But this is requires some honesty and humility to say what is working and what isn't working. But through that, I think what will be clear is that there are always threads of the future in the current. So that's where we can identify where are the pockets that have been working in our desired way. Are we clear where we are heading, even if it is in the next three years of the market and our systems and our operating model and our strategy and uh, can we explore what that would mean if we amplified what's supporting that and we dampened what isn't. So the one example that always struck me was uh, again with an insurance organization, they were on a huge transformation for customer centricity. But in that they denied that they already had systems that were working well, already had pockets, already had enthusiasm, already had success stories. So we explore how can we extrapolate those patterns and give that attention and highlight those rather than what happens is we tend to highlight what is not working. So we focus on those positive threads of change and we protect, we support, we enable action along that path. So we start with really what Theory U talks about is sensing. We get to a point where we see what's emerging. What are those abilities that we want to highlight and support? There is a part of letting go, which I'll come to in a moment. And I think that's often what also keeps us stuck. And the letting go is really that transition. If we think of ourselves being on a bridge, we can see the past, we can see the future, but somewhere we need to let go of the past and step onto the ground of the future. And I think that's where, we, again, where we get stuck with egos and current success and metrics that support the old and not the new. I think that's fantastic. Sarah, thank you so much. And I know your article also has some great uh, tips and tools for, for leaders to, to use. So thank you so much. I've really enjoyed my time with you today and, and really discussing this this really important topic now, just, you know, and characteristic of, of where a lot of us may find ourselves. So thank you. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> 